Good afternoon, MegaCon Tampa Bay. How are you? Is everybody having a good con so far? Excellent. Well, my name is Moises. You see I'm wearing a bow tie because bow ties are cool. Now, before we bring our guest out, I want to make sure that we have the right level of energy for this very energetic woman, the woman who knows all the spoilers. Do you think that we can really blow the roof off the place? Let me hear it a little bit more. Do you think we can do this? All right, we have a little video to watch. We're going to play that. We're going to bring her right out. You guys have this. like she has a surprise with her. What is in this mysterious well, bag, you know we I'm wonder? Say, hello, sweeties. <laughs> yeah, don't look at what's down there. I don't know that's, what that that's is. That's for later. Oh. <laughs> I love that not only did we, did we see some really lovely clips from Doctor Who in that reel, but there was also a really, uh, a very particularly touching and meaningful clip of uh, Dr. Corday. Oh, was that really? Yeah, some, her, her with a fellow named uh, Mark Green in front of a priest. Oh, don't. Oh, it, was, it wasn't when he died, was it? Was no, it, that it, was, it, was, it was you in front of a priest. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. I think I've probably met you all already. Uh, <laughs> my dedicated fans. If Except I haven't met that man over there. He's like looking very scary, sort of completely bald with two black holes like he's yeah you don't yeah exactly you <laughs> hi <laughs> it sounds like she really wants to see you later iron fist no not so not so much oh, not so much never mind stay away <laughs> well I, I i would love to start talking a little bit about dr elizabeth corday oh okay yeah let's do it you uh, another academic all i play is academics mm. it's amazing my, uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Constance Iza, uh, who works in the comics uh, side of things, I went and saw you yesterday, uh, a vascular neurologist who was deeply inspired by Dr. Corday when she was going through medical school. Yeah, she actually, she told me that. Um, and it, it's interesting because I do get, uh, in the times that I've been um, meeting fans, uh, primarily for Doctor Who at, at these conventions, but, I, but there are fans who come across who have been... 
sort of dedicated ER fans. And very often I get um, people who are involved in the medical profession, albeit, um, you know, as a nurse or doctors or, um, you know, medical workers, uh, uh, psychologists, people who, when they were growing up, were really influenced by that show. Um, and, you know, I find it incredibly humbling because uh, it, it's something that inspired them to go on and uh, choose that very tough um, uh, profession to um, dedicate themselves to. And it really is a vocation, I think. Anybody in any of those, whether it's the police, the you know, the fire brigade, um, hospital workers, I mean, that is a vote. Teachers, it's a vocation because you're never remunerated in the way that you should be or really recognized in the way that you should be. I mean, they're the ones that should be winning the Emmys and the Oscars, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so I find it incredibly humbling because we just acted it we weren't it we were pretending um, and um, we had great fun pretending I mean I I would leave the hospital the, see I say the hospital I don't even say the set <laughs> I'd leave the hospital thinking that I really could perform open heart surgery so uh, <laughs> um, thank God I didn't ever pursue that <laughs> Uh, but so, it, yes, it has been, um, it's been amazing to meet these people. I do have a few more questions for Alex, and if you aren't already lined up, we have a, a fair number of people lined up to ask questions. We want to give most of the time to you wonderful audience members who are here to see Alex to ask your questions. Now, uh, speaking of Dr. Corday, and of course, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up River Song. Mm -hmm. There are so professor many... Professor Professor River Song. My apologies, professor. <laughs> As the son of a professor, I've, I'm, I've, I've, I've failed miserably. Um, you, you have this wonderful laundry list at this point of take charge uh, female characters who are not waiting for a man to give them permission to do what needs to be done. Mm. And it's one of the reasons that I, I think I, I speak for myself at least, and I think many of us out here, why we love your work so much. Uh, you know, it's very odd because when I was um, at drama school and I graduated from drama school, I never got to play the, the sort of the traditional ingenue roles. Um, I mean, I did one or two, but not, I didn't sort of have that huge roster or I certainly didn't complete my bucket list. Um, uh, you know, of the Ophelias and uh, Juliets and, and, uh, and I couldn't ever understand why because I, I would say, you know, I, I am kind of sensitive and shy, really. It's not like I'm just out there ball busting. Um, but uh, I guess, you know, I'm tall, I'm strongly built. Uh, and the, the crazy thing is that in a way, it's, um, it's a cliche, but... To, to sort of just assume that you have to be sort of waif-like in order to play those ingenue roles because it's about what's inside you uh, and you can be fragile inside even though outwardly you might look strong and capable. Um, but I never really got that opportunity. But, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I have had some terrific roles and, um, and, uh, and I love uh, playing women who have um, this strength because 
Women are strong, and actually, maybe the sort of the ingenue roles where where uh, young women typically were always ended up being victims in some way, or um, is is no longer the the vision that we want to instill, or the in young people, and 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 maybe it's important that actually young women know that. Yes, we we have every right to be as strong and as um, as visible as men. So, <laughs> when you were a kid, I mean, did you have a particularly strong female role models? Whether just uh, people that you knew or people that you looked up to? No, <laughs> not really. I mean, you know, my mother is a very strong character. Uh, I mean, she absolutely sort of held the household together, uh, and. Um, uh, and my my grandmother on my mother's side was also a very strong woman. Um, she lost her husband uh, at a young age, and she basically had to run a farm on her own um, with three small children. Um, so uh, you know, I come from a tradition of women who sort of pick themselves up and and just do it, survive. Uh, and in fact. Um, I did a, um, a series called Who Do You Think You Are? It's a British show. And um, I was invited to sort of uh, um, ex go on that ex exploration of my ancestry. And oh my God! <laughs> I, I don't want, if people haven't seen it, if they want to check it out, I don't want to say anything because that, it's a massive spoiler. And. <laughs> Um, and um, you literally, you know nothing. You are discovering on screen. So everything that I learnt, I learnt in the moment. And um, I think it shows on my face. Uh, um, but I realised that, that I have come from a line of extremely strong women going way back five generations. So, um, yeah. Uh, keep it coming. <laughs> I've just got one more for you before we turn it over to these wonderful people. Now, you have worked with a few different doctors. Uh, how, would you, how would you describe the difference in their personalities? I, I don't think it's fair for any of us to ask which her favorite is, because how could you answer? I can't answer, because they're all the same person. Um, <laughs> they just come in different shapes and sizes. How would, how would you, how would you uh, say that working with, with David versus Matt versus Peter is, uh, they're, they're, whether it's their performance style or just the way they are on the set? Um, I think, well, it's, you know, it's quite difficult because in a way it was slight, it's slightly unfair to judge David because I, I um, came onto the show when he had made the decision already that he was going to be leaving. Uh, and, and so I think there was, he was in a kind of like an internal process of kind of mourning in a way. I don't know whether he was aware that he was, but he, but he had a very hard time saying goodbye to the show. He knew it was the right thing to do, but it, it, you know, he was so um, uh, emotionally connected to that role. Um, and so there was a sort of... I don't know, there was, no, I don't even want to say an air of melancholy, but he, he was slightly distracted. Um, it, was a, it was a period of transition. It was a period of transition, show. yeah, exactly. Um, and I think also he genuinely didn't know who the hell I was. <laughs> um, 
and of course, you know, I thought, I, I thought it was just going to be a two-episode story arc and I died. And, and so, in a sense, there wasn't quite the same... Um, um, it wasn't that there wasn't the commitment on my part, but I thought that, well, you know, what's the point of really getting to know you because I'm, I'm going to die and that's that. Um, whereas with Matt, uh, when I came back, we knew that there was going to be this long journey and that River was going to be called upon um, every now and again along that journey. Um, and Matt also was very new to the business in a way. I mean, David had already, um, he was already on his journey as an actor, um, whereas Matt was really sort of at the beginnings, and as was Karen. Uh, and so it was sort of, they were desperate to sort of learn, ask questions, um, particularly also about the show. Uh, so there was an immediate kind of us all wanting to hold hands and go through this together. Uh, and then Arthur joined as well. And, and we had a great, camaraderie. I mean, we really, it wasn't forced, it just happened. And it was fantastic. And it still is fantastic. I, I get so excited when I know that one of them is going to be at one of the conventions because we just carry on. We, uh, we carry on like we have done, you know, we fill each other in with what's happening in our lives. And, and it's sort of just lovely. And I, I know that it's going to continue like that. Um, with Peter, uh, I was intimidated by um, <laughs> meeting Peter because I am a big fan of his. Um, I, I loved his work on the show In the Thick of It. Uh, you know, and he, that's the sort of role that I've known him playing in the past. You know, this sort of really tightly wound, slightly aggressive, but but acerbically funny men. Um, and so I was a little nervous. Uh, but I met Peter when he was, um, you know, he, was at, he had finished the season and he was at the end of having worked that whole year. And if you play the doctor, you burn out and you burn out really fast because you are in every scene. You have no time to learn the, your lines for the next day because you're... you're you know, it's just a sort of an ongoing, you know, you've got to le learn all of these, these words, this dialogue that actually, quite frankly, no one can help you with because it means no sense. <laughs> and then you finish a day's work and then you have to go home and then you have to start learning the lines for the next day. And, and it's lots and lots of work. So you get burnt. And um, he was exhausted. He was absolutely shattered. Um, at the same time, I think he was really relieved to play some comedy. And it was a fabulous ending to what had been a very dark year for, um, his, uh, for the Doctor, actually. Uh, so we had a lot of fun. Um, he got yeah. to start the next season with a guitar, so I think he got all of his wishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he had his guitar already in, in the Christmas special. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know, because he was playing it. <laughs> well, we've got maybe some surprises in store, but for now, let's, uh, let's get to some audience questions. Let's start right over here. Coming up to the front. Um, so I have loved you since ER, by the way. Uh, but uh, River Song Arc is arguably one of the most romantic sci-fi storylines, I think. Now, you had to do that with many different actors. 
did was there anything funny you had to do to really kind of create that exact same spark because they all changed but you did not um you had the same passion towards the whole scenario was there anything kind of funny that joined you guys together I think, well, I think the truth is that, as I say, ultimately, the doctor is the same person. And so even though when there was the transition, even though I'm working with a different actor, I had to remind myself that, as far as River's concerned, it's the same spirit. And, and like I say, it's the same person, just in different shapes and sizes. And so that, for me, was the through line. That was the consistency. It was just like, it doesn't matter who it is. Inside is the same person, and that's the person that she loves. And so, when she comes to meet her second wife, <laughs> it'll be the same. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, as I say, I, I, there were things like with David, even though he, there was a sort of slight, uh, it was a different um, energy with him. Um, we would do things. Um, a Catherine Tate was fantastic because she was just so, she's so funny and so cynical in a way and, and just gets on with it. So we would do things like when we were waiting to, um, for lighting to happen or for them to ch just change something, we'd sit and play cards. Uh, and, and there was always an ongoing card game, which was great. Uh, and um, with Matt and Karen, uh, I mean, and with Matt, we, it, you, it's just silly. They just m m mucked around um, all the time, kind of taking, um, in, doing impressions of each other, that sort of thing. Um, and with Peter, he's he's more. He was more sort of. I mean, he's you know much more of a sort of. Uh, experienced actor and so he would be more quiet and actually take his time in just preparing for the next scene um, but that again was a lot to do with the fact that he was just exhausted and had to try and keep those lines in his head uh, yeah have I answered your question <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course it's a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it's a teaser at the it's very least. It's a teaser. It's a teaser that I'm throwing out to the BBC. <laughs> so what you're saying is that all these people with their social media accounts, they could potentially get onto their social media yeah. accounts and let yeah, people let's, know. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's start that campaign rolling. <laughs> Thank you. So come along, Pond. Give us a question. I just want to say, Alex Kingston, you are a great mo role model for all young women and women, and I'm very excited to meet you today. My question was that, were you a Do Doctor Who fan before you auditioned for the role of R River Song? I was. I mean, if you, if you are born and brought up in England, you just are a fan of Doctor Who. <laughs> I mean, it, it's sort of almost part of your DNA. You get your NHS British. card, if you get your Doctor Who fan club yeah, card. Yeah, exactly, if you're British. Um, and, uh, I mean, yes, it's just like, duh, everybody watches Doctor Who in England. I mean, it's quite extraordinary. It's like watching the Queen's speech at Christmas. Everybody does it. Um, <laughs> And uh, so it wasn't even that I was asked if I wanted to be a fan. I just was. I had to be. <laughs> um, and 
uh, and the lovely thing is I'm doing um, alongside the um, the actual television uh, um, uh, performances I'm also working with big, big finish on the audio stories uh, and I've I've just finished another, um, another box set um, of River Song's Diaries, so that's the third season. Um, and I really get to time travel because I've just been working with Peter Davison um, and I've worked in the past with Sylvester McCoy and with Paul McGann. So, I mean, River really is going back in time and meeting her husbands. Um, <laughs> Oh my goodness, I mean, talk about different shapes and sizes. Some of them sort of like, there's, there's, one, <laughs> there's one bit in the story, and this is not a spoiler, but because we're, um, because it's, uh, we're doing audio, uh, and so you have to sort of create the, the energy and the atmosphere um, uh, just through what's happening with your voice. And we're all in these glass booths, and we're in a sort of horseshoe horseshoe shape so we can all see each other while we're interacting with one another and we have these cans on our ears so we can hear ourselves and we can hear the others and we have a microphone and um, you know there's one um, there was one example where um, the doctor had had fainted and um, so and I had to sort of carry him or drag him and so you know I'm standing there going like this and Peter Davison got so cross because he was like I'm not that heavy you know <laughs> and then we do things like you know you have to kiss and so you're going mm -hmm. and I start laughing because I see other people particularly when they're dying you know if they've got some massive slug in their body or something that's eating them from the inside because that's obviously typically Doctor Who is how you die and so you see these actors going and I just lose it I'm I'm crying with laughter I have to really pull myself together but it is so much fun it's oh it's fantastic so I'm very I feel very um, very blessed that we still have those as well to do well, that's a very long answer to your very simple question. <laughs> but we're loving it, yes. Yes, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh oh. This is a true or false question, okay? Tardis and the Dalek have both been added to the Oxford English Dictionary. True or false? True. You're right. You jumped right to it. You get a banana. <laughs> Who else can say they went to a convention and won a banana from River Song? No one. Next question. Right over here. Hello, Ms. Kingston. Hello. I, well, Professor Song, I forgot. I called you <laughs> Mrs. yesterday doing our photo op. Um, me, I'm a vet, and seeing you, I've been following you for the last 15 years, and you've always played a very strong woman, and I loved you as River Song. My question is to you, did you enjoy playing, I'm sorry to say, the psycho River Song where you tried to kill your husband, or when you were always trying to help your husband as the doctor? Well, uh, the truth is that, um, I mean, obviously, as an actor, it's, it's so much fun when you play a baddie, for sure. Um, 
But when Stephen Moffat started to write that whole long uh, storyline, mm -hmm. um, and when we were um, uh, sitting on the beach, for example, at Lake Silencio, and we were filming that, mm -hmm. I knew that I was Rory and Amy's daughter. Yeah at that point, but I couldn't tell anyone. So I had that secret, and they knew that I had a secret at that point. So when we were all sitting, having our some picnic on the beach, um, uh, they, were, they were trying, in between takes, trying to get me to, to reveal uh, what was going on. But when we then shot the moment where um, the doctor uh, got killed, I didn't know that that was me. Uh, killing him. I didn't know that was me in the spacesuit because somebody else, there was somebody yeah. else doing it. Um, so Stephen hadn't told me that. Uh, and then it was only later um, when we were in Utah when um, uh, they actually said to me, okay, you were going to be doing that and we were going to tell you to do it, but there were some um, photographers who had taken some, photo some pictures of us shooting and they were so concerned that, and they'd, they'd put them online, and so the BBC was so concerned that if, if I was in a space, sh space suit shooting the doctor, uh, it would get out and that whole story would be spoilt. So they didn't tell me, they kept it from me, and it was only then when we were back in um, Cardiff that we had to shoot that against a green screen. So, um, and then with the whole story of, you know, of Melody, and you, you know, the little, you saw the, the different incarnations of River, yeah. um, again, I didn't know that that was me uh, until the last moment. Um, and then, when I was able to be badass, then it was great. <laughs> I, I loved you when you were the evil. When you were the evil river song. I like. I like stealing big diamonds in my cleavage. I, I mean, who doesn't? I loved you in that role. In that part of River and as Laurel's mom, I loved yeah. you in that role as a strong woman. You're just an inspiration to me. Oh well, thank you so much. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Miss. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So. There's a guy called Douglas Adams, and he wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He also wrote scripts for Doctor Who, true or false? Ask the audience, 50-50. True? Yes. Oh look, she's coming up for her banana. She knows she's getting one. You're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Um, I love River Song. She's one of my favorite strong female characters. Um, I'm also a big music fan, so I was wondering if you had to pick a badass theme song for River Song, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What, like a badass theme song that's sort of like already out there yeah, kind of thing? Yeah. yeah, like if she were making a, an entrance like a wrestler or something? Yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. What do you think it should be? Power by Little Mix. <laughs> what should it be? Power by Little Mix. Can you sing it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you sing it? <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> Suddenly turn into karaoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, listen. You don't know what surprises I got for you guys coming up. Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, I'm just I'm kind of trying to think. I mean, what, um, what kind of music does River listen to, do you think? Salsa. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, salsa. salsa. Excellent. Despacito. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right here. Hello. Hello. So first I have to say I've spent the last 24 hours trying to come up with an interesting question. Okay. Like you requested. So um, I have two. You can pick which one you want to answer. Okay. One is, if you found a penguin in your freezer, what would you do? <laughs> oh my God, I defrosted it. What do you think? <laughs> no, like alive. Oh, and then the other question is, what's the most either like inspiring moment or like the biggest lesson you've ever learned or any like moment in your life that made you the most happy and why? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> you said interesting. You said ask me something interesting. Okay. Um, oh, inspiring? You can answer the penguin one. You, you know want. what? Oh, no, I'll answer the penguin one. Defrost? Oh, wait, it's alive. It's alive. Oh, I'd take it out. I'd take it out and I'd go to the fishmongers and I'd buy it sardines. Um, <laughs> And I'd feed it, and then we'd sit on the sofa and watch telly together. <laughs> Animal Planet. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question now, uh -uh. sucker. <laughs> Are you ready for that? And it's going to be really difficult. <laughs> um, one of the doctor's enemies had a Christmas novelty record. Which one? Which of his enemies had a Christmas novelty record? Daleks? Say it louder. I'm sorry, it was, the, did, that, was that sounded the like the most merchandisable Daleks? one. Yes, it was the Daleks. Um, and do you guys want to know what the title was? I'll tell you, so you can Google it. The title, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, I've got to go to my notes. Here we go. The title was, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> have I lost it? Here we, where, uh, oh no. Here we go, yes, here we go. No. <laughs> this is, this is, um, no, I've got gap between windows, 33 inches. That's not the answer. Um, <laughs> The, the, uh, fish? No. Uh, <laughs> where's my, where is it? The, it's gone. The single or the... Or the yes, the, exactly. The single? Yes. Dalek Christmas. Dalek Christmas. Okay, there you go. It's not, no, it's, it's, um, it's all I want for Christmas is a Dalek. Yes, all I want for Christmas is a Dalek. All I want for Christmas is a Dalek. And, um, it was, uh, released in the 1960s by the Go-Go's. So you can, um, you can all uh, check that out, Google it, or maybe Probably you might even iTunes. hear it later. Yeah. And um, you can come and get your banana.
I like that Alex is so concerned with everyone's potassium intake. It's very important, it really is. Listen, it's not the potassium. It's the banana. (laughs) Hello. Hello. I was just wondering what you think River Song would think of Rose Tyler. Oh my God, she'd love her. She'd absolutely love her. I'm telling you, I, if she's the companion, I'm sorry, mother, um, but she's the companion that I, if River had to um, uh, go on an adventure with a companion uh, that she hasn't met already, um, it would be Rose. Do you think that River would be jealous of Rose or Rose would be jealous of River? No, River shares. <laughs> Thank you. Very generous, that River song. Right yeah. over here. Oh, look, it's an impossible astronaut. I know, isn't it just? <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Um, my quick question is yes. going to be, there's a lot of whispering in Doctor Who, and I didn't know, as an actor, is most of that, because I'm not going to get specific, but is most of it scripted, or do you as the character get to come up with what you believe that the whispers are between you and that other character? Do you get to talk to the other actors about what that whispering is, or do you get told by the writers? What, do you mean like when I whisper the doctor's name to him? Yes, or when Matt whispers to you and Hitler? Um, Oh my God, we come up with such naughty things. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we are totally off base. Um, and we try very hard to make each other laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun times. <laughs> the more whispering, the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Thanks. Thank right here. I just wanted to know, um, are the personality traits of the actors the same as the doctors? What, like Matt having a very large chin uh, um, do you know yes I'd say I'd say that um, any actor even though they may try and disassociate themselves from the role they're playing I think there's always an element of that actor that is injected into the role um, for example uh, Matt Smith's doctor what you see I, I keep using Matt as an example, but um, that's because uh, he's the most obvious in terms of his traits. Um, And men in bow ties are distinguished and very handsome. Um, Matt's doctor is clumsy. Well, Matt Smith is the most clumsy person I've ever met. (laughs) I mean, literally, I felt so sorry for the props department because every time they made a new prop for him, whether it was a sonic screwdriver, and they are expensive to make, you know, it's the real deal, or any sort of gadget, he'd pick it up and immediately he'd, he'd like touch a knob and it would fall off, or he'd drop it, or he was so unbelievably clumsy. Um, uh, Peter Capaldi does like to play the guitar. Um, I think he likes to sort of see himself as a rock star. Um, And uh, so he sort of somehow managed to weave that into his character. Um, And David is kind of twitchy. You know, he's he's sort of, he's that that personality. Slightly, you know, ants in your pants, kind of. Um, So, uh, yeah, I think that we all, we do hold on to those traits. And I'm very naughty. (laughs) I've been on stage with her before. I can second that. 
right over here. Hello. Hello. So, as you were saying earlier, you're just such a huge inspiration to everyone, like females, males, it doesn't matter. And particularly for me, I grew up actually watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit with my grandma since I can remember. And your role on there was huge to me. It was even before I started watching Doctor Who. So with Miranda Pond, it inspired me er, to come into the criminal justice system and start oh, learning wow. all of that. And I know ER is usually what you get. Oh, I'm a nurse or a doctor, but I want to do criminal justice and learn all about that. And my question was, um, for Law and Order, did you have to get into the role any different than you would have for ER or for Doctor Who? I just had to look good in a suit. <laughs> Ma'am, that is not hard for you. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that the, um, the showrunner of um, Law and Order SVU was my favorite writer on ER. Um, and he was one of the original writer, uh, writers team, uh, part of the writer team, his name's Neil Bear, and um, he was uh, starting to, while he was working on ER, he was starting to transition to um, Law and Order SVU, um, and uh, Mariska um, was in ER with us, uh, and she played the receptionist. Um, and uh, so he took Mariska with him and they, they did the pilot, um, not knowing whether it would be picked up or whether it, you know, it, would, it would succeed. And you know, all these years later, uh, she, they, she's still doing it, it's amazing. Um, so she's had the most incredible um, success with that show. Uh, and, um, and it was so nice when uh, they asked me if I would come in to play um, just this particular character. And um, the, the writer of that episode, uh, he was a Doctor Who fan, um, hence the surname Pond. Um, so it's so nice. I, I love when there are sort of like these little threads. Um, and I've done a couple of other shows where uh, the writers have just put in the word spoilers or something like that because yeah. they, they're also Doctor Who fans and they just want to do it just to see if any of the Doctor Who fans notice, um, which I think is really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right over here. Hello again. Hello. I uh, just want to let you know you know what she was saying about criminal justice? Yes. I, I'm an ER doc. <gasps> okay. Oh, you're one of the ones. <laughs> I'm one of those you're ones. You're one of those That's ones. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, come, kind of a girly question. How much input do you have with the costume department? Because River Song goes everywhere from uh, being completely badass to dressed to the nines, little twirl of her sonic screwdriver, and she's in an evening gown. Do you have any say or input as to how those designs are going to be? Is that because you're longing to get out of scrubs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a certain amount, actually. Um, uh, there have been a number of um, costume designers who have worked on Doctor Who. And again, it's partly because they get burnt out as well, because they have to, have to create so many costumes in such a short amount of time. Uh, that, um, you know, they, they find it very difficult to just sustain the energy. So, um, uh, or they'll take, they'll take a year or a couple of years out and then they'll come back again. Um, 
But I tend to, when we, when we know what the episode involves, um, and again, they get the episode last minute, so then they have to scrabble around trying to pull stuff together, literally at the last minute, uh, and make it look good. Um, we, they, they normally call me in, and they've already pulled a rack of ideas of clothes that they've sort of found. They know my shape. They know what, what I tend to do as River. And then we kind of just play, and we play and put pieces together. Um, and uh, yeah, so actually, I do have a lot of influence. I mean, I I like I like to wear um, clothes that are comfortable, that I'm going to be able to actually really do action in potentially, um, but that also have something kind of that's a mixture of femininity. And, and practicality. So I do like to have usually like some kind of dress trouser kind of look. Um, uh, you know, and, and as you, you all know, I'm not happy with um, my backside and um, I'm not happy when it's on view necessarily. Um, and there's that camera angle right there like that, up at my butt cheeks. Um, so uh, that's why I quite like to have some sort of like long dress or top. But yeah, I, I, I do, um, I'm involved. Thank you. Thank you. How many more have we got? Because I'm going to do one more game. So I, th I think we've got, we've got time for, let's see, let's, maybe we can get through, can we get through six of you? Because I, I, I don't want to send away too many of you, is that all right? Perfect. All right. Perfect. Let's, let's go right over here. Um, so you kind of already answered my question with the SVU. I was going to ask about your last name in SVU. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of take the opportunity to say hi, and I just absolutely love you. Oh, well, thank you very expressions much. Expressions of love are yes, certainly welcome. expressions of love are And fabulous. she'll be back at her table this afternoon. <laughs> right here, young lady. Were you surprised when you found out that you were Amy and Rory's daughter? Spoilers. Spoilers. I'm not as surprised as they were. <laughs> um, I, was, I was very lucky because Stephen Moffat actually called me. Uh, the, way, the way that um, my working on the show would go was I was uh, living and working in America, in the States, and um, because the nature of River is that she sort of just, she comes in and joins, um, joins an adventure. Uh, I wasn't on any sort of retaining fee that would keep me available. And so what would happen would be the BBC would call me and, um, and the casting director of Doctor Who would say, Stephen is thinking about writing you into an episode that will start filming in a month's time. Are you available? Um, or if you're not, when would you be available? And so that's sort of how it went. Um, and then on this one particular uh, day, Stephen called me himself and said, um, I need you to be available for a longer story arc. Uh, and he said, I'm going to tell you something, and, um, but you must swear that you can't tell anybody else what it is. Um, and you have to hold on to this secret for quite a long time. And so he told me that I was Rory and Amy's daughter, but that that storyline was going to take pretty much the entire season to be revealed. 
And um, so then he said, so would you be available? I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> um, so that's how it works. So I, I mean, I was surprised. Um, but you know what? You can never be surprised with what Stephen writes because it's so complex and, and fantastic. Uh, but yes, they were surprised. <laughs> Very good, and I think next right over here. Do you get the mic? There we go. Yeah. Hello. Hey, um, I want to find out if you cry when uh, Amy and uh, Roy when they pass away. Are you asking me if I cried? Yeah. Do you know what? It was very, very difficult that um, because uh, I mean, um, Rory had he was already gone. And it was the moment when we were filming in the cemetery and um, Amy makes the decision to uh, be taken by the weeping angel so that she can go back and be with Rory. Um, and, uh, and that was Karen's farewell. And it was incredibly hard for Matt uh, because they, they had be been through everything together. Um, and uh, he found it very, very, very hard to say goodbye to her, and he was very upset, and Karen was very upset. And we were filming on this windswept, um, in this windswept cemetery, and it was w raining and cold and horrible. And I was, um, I was placed by the TARDIS, um, and it was really strange for me because Stephen hadn't written any goodbye for River. She, he, he hadn't really accommodated the or, 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 or allowed himself to go on the journey of how River might be feeling about the fact that she's only just met her parents again and, and connected and reunited with her parents in a way and now they're both going. And what that sort of sense of maybe abandonment or loss or whatever might do to River and Stephen just didn't go there with the storyline. Um, and so it was actually very difficult for me because I didn't want to take anything away from what Matt was going through. Um, and so they were sort of down below. But it was, and so I sort of had to just go, okay, well, River's just tough. She's just gonna tough it out and, and you know, she's lived this long without being connected to them so it doesn't matter and, and it's fine. And don't make this about you, Alex, it's, because it's not about you. Um, but it was not easy. Uh, and I, I, and, um, I, I wish actually that that had been explored because um, I think it could have been actually a very, a very interesting um, moment. Uh, but you know, someone might mention that to Big Finish. Someone might mention it to Big Finish, exactly. Or, well, the truth is, because River can time travel, I, I'm like, why don't I just go back and rescue them? I mean, you know, they're still supposedly in that horrible hotel room, wherever that is, with the with the weeping angels. Um, why can't I just go back and get them? So again, I, I can't be alone in wishing that there were a River Song Chronicles miniseries. I well. I'm, that would be fun, wouldn't it? I mean, even if it was just like a one-off, I think it would be fun. The Diary of River Song, just like a one-off miniseries. Just spitballing. I mean, the BBC can use whatever they would want. Would be so cool. Um, you know, I think, and I think the opening shot would be going through some sort of fantastical bar, like we had um, 
uh, with Dorian, you know, that sort of where there are all the strange creatures. And I think, you know, having a camera sort of sweeping up and, and arriving at the bar, and there is River having a martini with Captain Jack Harkness. The universe's favorite omnisexual. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be super cool. <laughs> all right, so last three, we're going to go right here. Hi, I just want to say I'm a huge fan, and I love all the mischievous uh, adventures River Song goes on. But if you could travel with any um, of the Doctor's companions, who would you want to travel with? Oh well, it's Rose Tyler. Okay. Rose Tyler, hands down. <laughs> who am I going to call on? A Ghostbuster. A Ghostbuster. Um. Oh, my question is. Um, do you actually like his fez? Since you blew it up. Uh, do I actually like his fez? Well, you know what? I mean, come on. The sales of fezes has gone through the roof. It's kind of pretty amazing. All those poor guys that had fezes sitting in their hat shops for years and getting dusty, and now they're kind of like, just like flying off the shelves. So, you know, I don't want to diss the fez because I don't want to put people out of business. Um, it's the same with bow ties. Bow ties are cool now. You know, everybody's wearing bow ties, and, and um, uh, we call them braces, but you call them... What? Suspenders. Suspenders. See, suspenders are what ladies wear under their dresses. And um, men who know England. what they're doing have, uh, <laughs> have suspenders on their shirt tails. Do they really? They do. Oh, oh my word. Oh, there are all um, sorts of buckles and snaps. Um, so, uh, I, I, so I can't, I don't want to diss the fez, but um, I prefer a cowboy hat myself. <laughs> Saying this with a Texan on stage, Alex, I already like you plenty. Our last question <laughs> from the audience. And then I can play the last game. Yes, ma'am. Good. I've got one more banana. <laughs> Um, okay, one of my questions was, I noticed that with the 10th, anytime there was a wine bit that featured alcohol or sh champagne or something, 10th would drink it, but the 11th would always spit it out. Now, has that anything to do with the actor, or is that just them trying to make 10th a little bit more different from the 11th? Um, the 11th would spit it out? Yeah. Um, really? Especially... Uh, Especially that scene in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. You guys were having... Oh, we, yes. Because he drank from the bottle of wine, but then he proceeded to spit it back out. Yeah, I think it's because his al the alcohol content in his body is already so high <laughs> that he knows that if he has one more sip, he's going to have severe alcohol poisoning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Matt Smith, The Rock and Roll Years. Oh. Burns the candle at both ends. That's a video for you. <laughs> right, okay. Now, I need three people who are very brave. Okay. This person who stood up, I you, think, needs to be one. You, okay, person who's standing up needs to be one. Three brave people. Who wants it the most? Okay, there's a brave person yeah. right here. Yeah. Okay, here, here's a brave man in the black T-shirt. All right, we have three people. Up okay. on stage, Professor. Up on stage. Up on stage. Actually, you know what? We'll have one more. Even it out. Oh, Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue right there. Come on. 
welcome. Right, stand all here. You got your banana. You've already won a banana. No, you won't take another one. Down you go. You've won a banana. You can't have two bananas. Can't have, can't have two bananas. Off you go. Um, uh, we did get to see her lovely dress. Though, so oh, I know. No. Gorgeous. Wasn't that dress fantastic? Oh, oh. What? <laughs> okay. There's a lady there in Gallifreyan. She's got like a gall. There we go. Come on up. All right. Oh, this is exceptional. Hi, guys. So what are your names? Tabitha. Matt. Mr. Mises. Dave. Joy. Joy. Okay. Well, you all know what River says. She's got two catchphrases. So I want you all to give your best impression of River's song. We'll start with... Hello, sweetie. I'm going to take this, give it to you, and you're going to go down the line, and the audience are going to vote on who does the best impression. Okay? Hello, sweetie. Hello, sweetie. <laughs> Hello, sweetie. Hello, sweetie. I love that the second guy sounded like the blue meanie from Yellow Submarine. Okay, so this one? This one? Okay. This one? This one? Okay, so it's kind of between these two. Right now, it's between these two. Okay, now. Spoilers. 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 They still have a chance. Spoilers. No. Spoilers. No. Okay. So it's this, isn't it? We've got we've got a face-off between these two. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you your your microphone. I stole it, didn't I? You too. Thank you very much. You can go back down. Right. Now. <laughs> so. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the background, and you are going to sing the theme tune for Doctor Who. Okay, one at a time. Actually, I need your microphone, don't I? You, in fact, you can come with me. We'll do it together. Da 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 I'm sorry, I actually think Dave was the best. You get the final banana. Now, don't let me see that on eBay. And now, I think we have a treat. 
I think we have a song. We have a song. We have a song. I, b b before we get to the song, real quick, uh, I just wanted a couple of rounds of applause. One, for our amazing crew that keep this show going. <laughs> and a few weeks ago, the state of Florida, which used to be my home when I was at university, uh, experienced some, uh, some hurricane devastation. And I want to thank all of you for being here. Yeah. And the entire state of Florida for coming together and making things work again after Hurricane Irma. So, Professor Song, take it away. Yes, okay. We have uh, the Go-Go's, I think. Yes, we, we've, uh, we've, we've been... All I want for Christmas is a Dalek. Why are you not dancing? This is where you dance. Get up and dance. And take him in to say hi to mom. And frighten daddy out of his bed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Let's hear it one more time for Alex Kingston, everybody! She'll be at her table the rest of the afternoon. Go out and see her. Keep it going, 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 keep it going! Keep it going. Woo. Thank you, everyone.
Oh, I'm sorry.
courage.